When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. Hey, check this out behind me. This is amazing art. Uh, I had a my brother-in-law painted this for me. Check this shit out. This is amazing. I mean, look at that likeness. It's me when I was 20, and I was at a steak and shake, and somebody told so I had a friend who was a photographer, and she said, pose... Give me some sort of emo pose, and that was the pose that I gave to her. And I had no chapstick at the time, and she said, hey, put some chapstick on. And if you can tell in the photo, my lips are all cracked because apparently I didn't care about my lips. So it was weird. Anyway, um, so today's story is going to be awesome. This is going to take us back to 2007. We're going to talk about the spire silver armed... Um, drone that flew over Bakersfield, California, as well as a, a few other locations. And we have a whistleblower who says that he actually worked on this drone. There's some language on the bottom of this drone, with which we have photos of, that show it. So here, take a look at this. And I apologize for like the little cracks and things that will happen in, in the time. But this is what we're going to talk about. We're talking about this bad boy right here. And let's see if we got a couple other shots. This bad boy right here, we're going to zoom in on that. And we're going to have some a lot of good info on it. So, let's see what it actually says, shall we? So, this article comes to us from the Black Vault. Um, but I want to give credit to where credit's due. Uh, it comes off of actually MUFON's uh, UFO journal from back in 2008. I don't know what you guys were doing in 2008, but I was deep into UFO history, knowledge, research, and all that. And I remember this photo coming out. Now, on May 10th, 2007, a person only known by the name of Chad emailed Coast to Coast AM. You guys know who that is. You know, used to be um, Art Bell, and now it's George Nor. Well, yeah, George Nor and George Nor is doing all kinds of stuff now. Uh, but this photo and a few others that we'll take a look at uh, were from his cell phone and allegedly taken by Chad's wife at an earlier time with the remaining photos allegedly taken on May 6, 2007. So, these photos were from 2007. We have other photos from another user that, um, that posted them as well. So, his story goes as this, quote, Last month, April 2007, my wife and I were on a walk when we noticed a very large, very strange craft in the sky. Now, I'm going to tell you why this, this craft was able to be seen in just a moment. Because it should have been covered up by some sort of invisibility cloak, right, or technology. We're on a walk, and we noticed a very strange craft in the sky. My wife took a picture with her cell phone. The first photo is below. And a few days later, a friend lent me his camera and came to me to take photos of this craft. We found it and took a number of very clear shots. Picture number four is taken from the right below, right below this thing, 
and I must give my friend credit as I was not brave enough to get as close close enough to take the picture myself. So that's the shot. This is the shot right here where he was directly underneath it. This shot shows the camera or shows the the, the the craft flying away. And if we can get a few others, here's some other shots that are uploaded by Deborah McKinley from March of 2007 in Lake Tahoe. Keep in mind all of these shots are from California, okay? So we'll get we'll get to these. Hold on a moment here. Set you back down. Enjoy the view. And um, so how the hell could somebody take such beautiful shots? Now, this thing was on UFO Hunters uh, back in the day. I think it was like 2010, 2009. They, they did a, um, a, a, just a partial video on this. This is so, so amazing, and the photography is so amazing, that they actually thought it might not be real, might have been, been a hoax. So they took it to professionals, and um, the professionals were like, well, it could be real. Um, so let's get back to Chad's story. Uh, I, want, I don't want to miss out on that. The craft is almost completely silent as it moves very slowly and smoothly until it decides to take off. Then it moves very quickly and out of sight in the blink of an eye. More than anything, I simply wanted to understand what, what this is and why it was here. We found your show with Google, and we've listened for a few nights and decided that if anyone can help them understand, help me understand what this thing is, it's you and your audience. I must admit, I'm deeply unsettled by this thing. And initially, he didn't even want to say his location, but um, they eventually found out it was at Bakersfield. Now, a lot of people were very thankful that he posted these these images, you know, because a lot of people probably saw this thing too. Um now, going back to a couple quotes here, he states, It moves almost like an insect. If you have ever seen a bug on a pond, it is kind of like that. It is very smooth and slow most of the time, but then every now and then, it will rotate very quickly and go very fast in another direction. Repeat the process all over again. There's just something very unnatural about this way this thing moves. And if you look at this thing, I mean, it looks like an insect, man. It looks really freaking weird. Um, and if we can zoom in here, I'll do my best to zoom in. Um, I hope I can get some better photos here, but I'll show you this one here. This is from underneath. And if you can see, there's some symbols under here. Now, they're not great definition, so I'm going to try to pull up some other definitions that actually show what it looks like. Um, and we'll scroll over here and we'll see it hovering off. And you can see these spires. These spires are kind of coming up towards the top of it. And the spires are up towards the top. And it has this long arm. And then what looks like about three protruding arms. Let's go back up here for a second. So it's got a long arm and four other arms. And a circle right in the middle for those of folks who are not able to uh, watch this. But we are recording this and putting it on Spotify so you guys can see it. Um, again, I apologize for any squeakiness as I'm moving the camera, but I want you guys to be able to see it. It's important. Um, so let's go back. Now, the reason you guys who are watching this can see the carrot up there is because carrot is, um, is a program where they reverse engineer technology. And the person who actually worked for carrot tells us that he actually worked on a, on craft with this language on it. So we're going to get to that in just a second. 
Uh, going back to Chad, he said, I've also had maybe about four headaches in the last week. I'm also not the kind of person who ever gets them. My, also, my wife has been very tired and fatigued late, lately. She's about a month pregnant. The doctor said fatigue is normal about this time. Uh, but basically, I'm worried about this craft having some sort of radiation. Uh, like I said, it sounds like power lines if you get close enough to it. So it must have had like a hum, kind of like, you know, it, the triangle-shaped craft that always have that that ominous hum around it. And just like uh, Michael Herrera, the Marine, said, there, there was an ominous hum around it. Now we have another report on May 12, 2007, same time period. A person going by the name of Deborah McKinley of San Jose, California, submitted a report to MUFON's website with two cell phone photos allegedly taken in Lake Tahoe, Nevada, okay, on May 5th of a similar airborne craft. So keep in mind, the first photographs were taken May 6th in California. These these two photos were taken May 5th in Nevada, right? Same area. But, again, if we look at it, check it out. You can see it's the same craft. Very similar. Okay? Very identical. Just want to make sure I show that to you. Okay? Again, I apologize for my, direct, my, my directorial uh, capabilities. But, let's see what Deborah has to say. So, Deborah says, I saw this thing in the sky about 7 o'clock p.m. in Lake Tahoe. It was spinning and moving slowly. I took two cam phone pics. Amazing, right? Back in 2007, we had garbage phones, right? These photos are good. So, if these are phone pics, these are, she must have had a high-end camera. Detail, uh, detailed description of the UFO event is this. My husband and I were in Lake Tahoe for the weekend. We left on Friday uh, afternoon and came back Monday morning. On Saturday about 7 p.m., I was walking out to my car to get a sweater when I saw this thing in the sky. It was pretty close, I think, but still above the trees. It was moving and spinning slowly, and it started heading towards my right. I was startled and confused at first, but I wanted to take a picture, but our camera was inside, so I took two pictures with my camera phone before it passed the roof of the house. I ran to the other side, yelling to my husband to come out, we came around to the other side and saw it just as it was going down behind some trees. He didn't get a good look at it, but he saw enough to convince him that it was something very strange. We decided to take a drive around the area to see if we could see it again, but we never did. We didn't see it the next day either. Since we were renting the cabin for the weekend, we really didn't know any nearby residents, but I bet at least a few people saw it. It was very visible and very strange looking. I definitely was a little bit freaked out. Uh, my husband didn't seem very bothered by it. He was more interested than scared, and he wanted to drive a lot longer <laughs> trying to find it than I did. I didn't make, or it didn't make any noise except for a very faint sound that's hard to describe but sounded like something vibrating. Again, same scenario, same, same witness encounter. Um, exactly, right? So let's move on to the next group of photos here. Raj. Uh, he goes by Raj, uh, it's Rayinder, uh, Satya Narayana on May 16th, 2007. So these are the photos took May 16th in Capitola, California. Let's take a look at these. So here we go. These are very clear shots. I can even zoom in a little bit. So you can see them a little bit better. Let's scroll over a little bit. Come on. And as you can see, 
this is, these are some clear shots right over some power lines here, over some trees here. And let's go down a little bit. Check out this bad boy. Nice. Nice shot, right? Again, if we zoom in, the detail isn't that great if we go back down here. Come on. But, you know, keep in mind, these are shots from 2007, guys. Cameras were not that good in 2007. Believe me, I was there. I know. Our cameras sucked. But, hey, these photos are goddamn amazing compared to what the technology that we had. So, let's find out what Raj said about his encounter. So, a person going by the name of Rajinder um, posted six photographs um, through Craigslist.com with a link to the photos on Flickr.com. Flickr was bigger back in the day. Uh, it's kind of like in Instagram where you could put and you could print your photos, I think, too. Um, so this photo was of a strange airborne object allegedly taken on May 16, 2007 in Capitolo, Ca Capitola, California. And his initial account of the sighting is this. This week, I was visiting my fiancé's parents in Capitola. We were there to tell them about their, our engagement. We were eating dinner on the back porch when we noticed this object hovering in the sky. The camera was still out from earlier, so I grabbed it. Ah, so these are not cell phone pictures. These are an actual camera. He said, it took off, uh, it took off over the roof shortly after, so I ran into the street in front of the house to follow it, trying to get more shots without wobbling around too much, which is harder than it sounds. It's very hard, right? We know plenty of UFO photos that are too damn blurry to see anything. It then came lower over a telephone pole where I was able to get a few more pictures before it finally took off into the distance pretty fast. I thought it was gone, but I noticed it was still visible, so I grabbed a few more pictures. At one point, a car stopped to look as well. No one had any idea what this thing was, but everyone in the car was visibly freaked out by it. Once it was gone, they told me to call the news, and they drove off. I'm not sure who else saw it in the neighborhood since I don't live down there, but there are at least a few other people who noticed. Once it was gone, I caught my breath so I could barely, I could barely stop my hands from shaking for the next hour or so. Um, needless to say, this is all we talked about for the rest of the night. None of us could figure out what it was. My fiance's dad is a mechanical engineer. We sent copies of the photos to the newspaper. We haven't heard anything back yet. So, I mean, he, uh, yeah, and he noticed the writing on, on the underside of it, too. Um, so he created, he said, I created a Flickr account for the best of these pictures. I have no clue what this thing is, so I'm putting it out there for everyone else to see. Keep in mind, this is before Instagram. This is before Twitter. This is before, you know, uh, TikTok and all that stuff, right? So there's limited places to post it, you know, um, this is actually before uh, Facebook became popular even, you know, so, so it was tough to get it out. But Flickr was one of those places where you could post photos. Um, this is like back in the MySpace days, you know. Uh, so there is one more report by a man named, uh, let's see, a person going by the name of Jenna L. posted three photos on June 6th to the UFOcasebook.com website. Um, she, she said, um, they were allegedly taken by a man named Stephen in Big Basin, California on June 5th. So here we have this period of between what, May 5th to June 5th, okay, a month period. This thing keeps popping up and it keeps having, uh, it's self-revealed. I mean, okay, let's stop for a second. Let's explore this because 
many craft have invisibility tech, right? They have cloaking tech. They don't want everybody to see them. Um, so why is it that this very bizarre UFO, not like a saucer, not like a triangle, not like, you know, a, a, a cylinder or any other known UFO that we really know about, a flying V like the one down in Phoenix, this thing looks like something you'd get out of your kitchen, right? It's very strange, <laughs> but there'd be no reason for it in a kitchen. It has no no real purpose. It just looks like some weird-ass instrument your grandma would pull out. Um, but why after after not just May 5th and May May 7th and May, May 10th and 12th and then June... I mean, I could understand if it was uncloaked at one point because it was, it was something that we did. But apparently... According to the the uh, the gentleman that works for Carrot, who who worked on these craft, he said that it wasn't our technology revealing their position. It was extraterrestrial or interdimensional, other non-human uh, intelligences revealing this craft's position. So maybe it was a danger to us. Maybe they wanted to reveal it. Um, maybe it was just a gathering information drone from a, a interdimensional species. We don't know. Um, but let's get back to uh, this report here uh, of Stevens' account, uh, June 5th in Big Basin, California. Okay, where, where, to, where to begin? Uh, yesterday, I was up around Big Basin for my uh, assignment. Like I've been mentioning for the last couple of weeks, the theme for those that I don't remember, or that don't remember, was photo- photographing something at a small scale against a large backdrop to contrast scales and to play with the depth of field, I chose to photograph a couple of flowers and weeds growing on the edge of a drop-off with a valley in the background. I was using a Rebel XT, uh, with, which is a, an SLR camera, so I'm looking at everything through a viewfinder when I notice something appear in the distance, just like pop up out of nowhere. I look up, and there is this huge who-knows-what floating in the distance, um, and I rotate, and it's rotating very slowly and jerkily, almost by reflex. I take. Let's move this over. He says, "I take another shot, which is focused in on the, at this time, and it goes straight up, and, pra- and I practically fall over because I can't even think straight." I was able to get one more shot, which came out kind of blurred, and the thing vanished. Look at this photo, though. This is totally different than the other craft. Okay, it has some similar images, but it looks like a docked with another uh, another craft. Check this out. Dude, look at this. This is insane. So here's the original craft. Here's what it looks like part of the original craft poking out. And this looks like where this was. This this These spires were over here. So And then what the heck is this? And then we got two other circles, two other circles, some more spires coming down with what looks like a cage and looks like... It's sucking up some entities or something from from the ground. And then it's got these spires on the top. And it looks like what has like a spaceship in the middle. It's fucking insane. It's fucking insane, dude. How, what the hell is that? Yeah, and if you if you stuck with us this long, you deserve to see that that that, that image because that is freaking insane. Okay. So he stated, uh, da, 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 da. I attached the picture so you guys can check them out before I decide what to do. Um, I don't know if I'm going to try to uh, send these to the 6 o'clock news or what. Any feedback would be greatly appreciated. Uh, 
and before I make make a major uh, decision here, basically is what he's saying. I'm seriously going to spend all day hiking around, seeing if it shows up again. Da 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 da. Um, and here's what's insane. There's, I mean, there's so many. There's a, more than a few people. And check out these other shots. Here's some additional photos. Okay. Apologize for any squeakiness again. Check these out. Same craft. Look how detailed that is, man. Look how detailed that is. I mean, it's just nuts. So, let's get to the dude that actually works for uh, the company working on these things. So, we have a, a gentleman by the name of Isaac, who on June 26, on a website called, called IsaacCarrot.FortuneCity.com. All right, for those youngins out there, <laughs> Fortune City uh, was like kind of like a hosting site. Okay, so that was that was you know what that is. The explanation of the recent strange craft sightings. Here's a brief introduction. I'm using an alias named Isaac, uh, and I used to work on what is called the Carrot Program in the '80s. During my time there, I worked on a lot of technology that is cl that is clearly at work in the recent drone strange craft sightings. Most notably, the language and the diagrams seen on the underside of each craft. What follows is a lengthy letter about who I am and what I know. Okay, well, let's see what this dude knows. All right. Actually, you know what? Because it's so long, I'll cut this into two um, podcasts. So I'll stop it here and I'll, I'll reveal Isaac's identity in the second podcast. All right, guys. Take care of yourselves for now. I'll record it right away and post it right, right as soon as I can. Take care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.